Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 1, beginning in verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil, cast our lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. 
Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Friends, I'd like to zero in on the very last verse of Proverb number 1. And Proverb 1, verse 33, tells us this, But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Friends, this is Bill Kelly, your host, and I have been on a study this entire week on the topic of righteousness. Now, the foundational verse of this study is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And that verse goes into detail about how we have become the righteousness of God, not because of anything that we've done, but because of everything that Jesus did when he chose to die on a cross for everyone listening to this podcast today. And I know over 2,000 years ago, that seems like a long time, and it is. But everything that we read in Scripture still pertains to us today. It really does. And I'm going to go over 10 verses today that will help expound on the importance of having wisdom. And if any of you have a notebook, um, I would ask that you take it out. I'm going to be mentioning three things today that I would like for everyone to consider. And I will go ahead and begin with number one, that righteousness is something that God wants from us. I am going to go over two scripture verses which back up this statement. The first one is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. So guys, if you have a notebook and a pencil and pen available I suggest that you write all of these 10 verses down because my call to action would be to review these on a regular basis. But that verse says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. So friends, that verse basically tells us that God would like for all of these to be part of who we are, that we have sound doctrine, that we have the ability to take reproof, and that we allow ourselves to be corrected by people that we have respect for and also instruction in righteousness. Righteousness is simply something God wants us to have. 
in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And keep in mind, this is the first chapter of the Sermon on the Mount. And many people often make reference to that sermon. But listen to what Jesus had to say about righteousness. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Friends, Jesus did not like the Pharisees. Those were one of the two sects of the religious leaders of that time. But he often got angry with them, and he would get mad at them, and he did not like the fact that they basically were hypocrites. They would tell people how to live their lives, what they could and couldn't do, and then they would turn around and do the same things on their own. The second point I'd like to bring up is that righteousness is something that we must practice. So I'm going to go over three verses that talk about this topic. Number one is also found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. It says, Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So friends, I had just mentioned God wants us to be righteous, but God also wants us to practice our faith, to show love for others, and to live at peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Friends, God doesn't want us to be anxious. He doesn't want that at all, to be nervous, to be worried, to be anxious. No, he wants us to be at peace. Let's go to Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 6, verse 13. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Now, friends, this is pertaining only to people who have made the decision to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that once we make that very important decision, that we automatically become new creatures. So now we have the ability to not sin if we choose not to. If we sin, then basically we're unrighteous. But if we choose to be righteous, then we are consciously making a decision not to sin. Now, not only is Paul telling us this, but also John, the beloved apostle, is also telling us this. Let's go to his letter of the epistle of 1 John in chapter 3, verse 10. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil 
are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. And this verse really couldn't be more clear. What John is telling us here is that if we are not righteous, then we are not of God. Friends, the purpose of receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior is to become more like Him, to draw closer to Him. This verse is telling us that if we are doing that, then we will not be unrighteous, but we will be righteous. It also tells us that we have to love our brother. And friends, there's a verse in Scripture that says, but who is my brother? Friends, that's not the point. The point is every single person we come in contact with is our brother. We can't pick and choose. God is not a respecter of persons, so we should not be a respecter of persons. In the Bible, it tells us that God is not willing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Friends, even people that you might not consider your neighbor are your neighbor, such as Muslims, such as people that you've always thought on the other side that you want to try to avoid. Friends, God loves every single one of those people, and so should we. We should not be a respecter of persons. The third point I'd like to bring up today is that righteousness is something that we can increase in. And that is so good to know. Let's look at two verses that have to do with that. The first is Paul's letter to the Romans, and this picks up with what the one we just went over. But this is chapter 6, verse 16. Listen to what Paul has to tell us. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. And friends, I often talk about this on this podcast, but throughout the course of every single day, We have many opportunities to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. We can certainly sin. And if we sin, it basically will kill us spiritually. Or we can choose to be righteous and not sin. And friends, there is no discussion on this. You know whether you should do stuff or not. You know whether this is a good thing to do or it's not a good thing to do. And if you don't know, a good rule of thought is if you have to ask yourself if it's a good thing, the answer is no. It probably isn't a good thing. You know what a good thing is. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. Supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits 
of your righteousness. Friends, people are going to know us by the things we do, by the words we say, and the more righteous we become, the more right decisions that we make, the more people will recognize the things that we are doing, and it's going to help build our reputation. Now, let's close with this. If we are righteous, what does that mean for me? And I'm going to talk now about the results of righteousness in your life. These are the benefits that you can expect if you live with righteousness. And I love these three verses in Scripture. This is Matthew chapter 6. So here we are in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, but beginning in verse 31, it says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Friends, that is a promise that you can take to the bank. If you are living a righteous life, God is going to see to it that all of your needs are met. We're going to continue in Matthew's Gospel. We're going to jump to chapter 13, verse 43. Then the righteousness will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And friends, whenever you hear that comment in Scripture, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, may I suggest that you take those words seriously and that you do what you have just heard or read. It's a good rule to abide by. And we'll go over our last one today is also found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, and this is verses 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to live who have loved his appearing. And friends, this is one of the greatest verses of the entire Bible. If we live our lives by being righteous, we will one day be given a crown that we can wear on our heads. Giving glory to God. Now, let's go back to our verse of the day in Proverb 1, verse 33, and it says, But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. And friends, this is wisdom speaking to us. Let me read that with the word wisdom in it. 
Whoever listens to wisdom will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. So friends, just as it is important to live a righteous life, it is also important to have wisdom and to live your life according to wisdom. Friends, this is my 500th episode of doing this podcast. I am now beginning my 24th month. I've almost been doing this for two years, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone in my listening audience, not only those today, but for everyone who has ever tuned in to one of these podcasts. My call to action today is a little bit more complicated than I ordinarily make it. Friends, righteousness is a very important topic, and the reality of being a Christian is growing closer and closer to God. And what I've learned over the years is when you hear a message, it doesn't quite sink in the way that it needs to. There are some topics that are so important that you need to listen to them again and again and again. So friends, I would like for you maybe to highlight this week of my podcast beginning in Monday. That would be 496. Wednesday would be 498. Yesterday, 499, and today, 500. And make a note of those and go back and listen to these as you need to. My suggested scripture reading today is to reread Proverb 1, and Proverb 1 sets the tone for the entire book of Proverbs. So please take the opportunity to read chapter 1 today. Read chapter 2 tomorrow on Saturday, and read chapter 3 on Sunday. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you've enjoyed what you heard today and feel a tugging inside your chest, you know you've never made that decision or that you have made that decision at one point in your life and straight away. You can say this prayer again right now, reaffirming your faith in Jesus and your trust in Him. If you would, simply repeat after me, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I confess that I am a sinner and in need of a Savior. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, it's that simple. If anyone said that prayer, if you would, take just a moment, go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. There is a contact tab. If you would, simply click on that tab, give me your name, give me your information, let me know you said that prayer. I want to rejoice and welcome you to the family of God. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Friends, this is the weekend. If you have an opportunity, go out with your spouse, go out with your kids, have some good family time together. Let them know how much God loves them and how much you love them. And I will see you back on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.